Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 135. Uh, I am your host, Matt. Uh, we're doing an opposite here today. I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. Evan, how we doing? Pretty good. Uh, we hung out this morning. Uh, you and I and, and Zach, we, we got out and played some golf just at the little chip and putt. Um, but it was a nice day, and it was it was good to get out. I, I think both of us have been working and been pretty busy, so um, it was it was nice to to get some relaxation on the course today. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There, um, holiday weekend was 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 hectic. I'm glad it's over. Um, talked about overrated holidays. I think it's up there. Um, mainly for this going out and where we deal with just like it's it's a burden to deal with traffic and just people um that are just down here for the weekend really but yeah besides the point it was good to get out play hopefully we can get out next week i think i have an idea what i'm going to be off next and zach should be the same but um yeah now we want a full week without the prem it's been 10 days so we're dying off of that and we're just going to review the season overall. So the way this episode is going to work, it's going to be similar to how we did last year. We're going to go team by team. We're going to start from the team that finished dead last. And we're going to climb to the champions. We're going to touch on um, their records this year for us picking them when we did predictions. We'll do that. See who We'll see who has a better record with which team with their reads as well as um, some notes that we did for our preseason predictions. We're going to go over that um, for you guys to get more in-depth there. And then from there, we're just going to talk on what they can do in the future, transfer-wise and whatnot to maybe improve and whether it's come back into the league or fight for Europe or even challenge for the title next year, which is going to be tough. Um, It all depends. But yeah, let's just jump right in. Let's get the bad teams out of the way. Um, no offense to those teams, but just the way they played, some of them were just very poor this year. And I guess to start it off, we had Norwich finishing 20th. Evan got them spot on. He finished, he had them finished dead last. Uh, I was one off. I had them finishing 19th, but we were both accurate predicting them to be a relegation team for notes that we had or little, little tidbits we had in our making our predictions. Um, we said they were a big yo-yo club. Um, I believe Daniel Fark at the start of the year, um, he didn't make it the full year. He got sacked, um, was a solid manager. Um, Pookie obviously was their star guy. He had 11 goals and three assists this season, similar to what he did last time. They were up 11 goals as well. Um, we did think Buendia was going to be a big loss, which he was to a certain degree. Um, and then they're a big team with loan signings, so Billy Gilmore was one of those. I thought that would be a good move for him to play a lot, and he only made 24 appearances, only securing one assist. Um, I, I was looking here. I found, like I was telling Evan the other week, I found some websites with like player salaries and that, and Billy Gilmore and Brandon Williams, the other guy they had on loan, were the highest-paid guys on the team. Everybody else had around a range of twenty to fifty thousand dollars salary a week, yeah. Um, and those guys were getting paid fifty five. And Brandon Williams at Man United gets paid eighty grand, which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, but yeah, they had all those loan guys to help save them, and it didn't. Uh, and then the last one, Evan said that um, Tim Cruel is ancient. 
and yeah. uh, has a and there was just a lack of investment in key areas, which is true. Um, and then lastly, before I get your take on it, um, you had uh, you got Norwich twenty three and fifteen in your picks. Okay. I had Norwich twenty two and sixteen. So um, a lot of those obviously are fading them. I'm sure of it, but um, sometimes we took chances on them and it didn't happen. So. What's your take on on Norwich overall um, and where it went wrong, maybe? Well, I think, I mean, obviously I had a pretty good grasp on on who they were when they came up. Um, Again, we've seen them in years past, uh, up and down, up and down. Like you said, Yo-Yo Club, I I expected them to finish DFL, and they did. Um, There is a lack of direction for that club, I don't think you can bounce up and down forever and then just one year have a a miracle run. I mean, it, it happened with Leicester when, when they were promoted, but they actually had a plan in place. They had really good players, people that they had searched far and wide for. Conte comes to mind. Guys like Vardy, who had bounced all over the place and played for just unbelievable teams in like fourth division. They saw that those guys had something, and they were able to string together that sort of run. Norwich, I, I don't ever feel that they've had that sort of direction. They've never had that sort of management. You did say Farka was a decent manager. I I agree. I mean, I I think he sort of got a raw deal there, being being sacked um, when he did, because I don't think it really comes down to him. Like they just. They just lack quality all over the place. They sold guys. They sold Buendia, but then they didn't reinvest the money in ways that were going to help them stay up. Uh, and I think that's what you have to do. You can't be afraid to spend money. Sure, you, you need to do it smartly. You, you can't do it the Everton way, which is just like light money on fire because that doesn't work either. But they didn't they didn't spend enough to shore up the midfield. Uh, Pookie, your only attacking option for the most part. Uh, they did get Milo Rashka in this season, but he wasn't enough of a factor to uh, to save them. And uh, I'm personally happy to see Norwich go down. I, I don't want to see them anytime soon. Yeah, and looking at their contract situation, they have a lot of guys on one-year deals left. Right. Um, Timu Puki being one of them, who's a massive guy they probably need to keep. Um, another guy that I thought we'd see a lot more of uh, who he didn't was Todd Cantwell. Yeah. Um, the last time they were in the league, he got a lot of minutes and was a key guy for them. And now uh, it seemed like he just didn't show up at all. I don't know whether it was management picking him or what, but um, it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, they finished the year with only scoring 23 goals, which has to be one of the worst ever. Um, and they conceded 84 goals, both being the worst in each category, negative 61 goal differential. I mean. I don't really know where you can pick up anything positive there. Um, their best results, if you could say they are, is a draw against Brighton. Um, they got a big one to win um, in the FA Cup over Wolves, surprisingly, um, as well as a big 2-1 win over Everton. So, I mean, it just it just seemed like every week they were getting pumped. Um, another thing probably would be, obviously, the goals, as I said before. Pookie led the team with 11, but the next guy was Josh Sargent with two, and he scored both of those in the same game against Watford. Um, One of them was an absolute scorcher. It was a Drew-esque back heel bar down. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, But after that, it seemed like he just never showed up on the bench again. Sargent didn't 
um, once Dean Smith came in. Dean didn't seem like that was his guy. So um, hopefully for his sake, making the World Cup this winter, he could move, potentially move on, or hopefully he'd get more minutes in the championship. It's um, it's at a better pace to where I'm sure he'll be able to grow as a player more. Yeah. But, um, I mean, another thing I want to talk about quick, just before we move on to Watford, is the fact that Norwich only scored 23 goals. Pookie scored half of the 23 yeah. goals they scored. That's just so far off the mark. It's not even close to securing you relegation. I mean, if you look up into the top 10, the lowest goal tally was 38. There are teams, you know, that was Wolves, who struggled to score, but defensively were, were very solid. Norwich just had neither of those things. And I don't know. It's strange to like hate hate a team that is just not threatening whatsoever. I mean, they're pretty much an easy win, uh, two times a year for the clubs Matt and I support. But uh, I just I don't like the lack of competition and I don't like the mindset. And I am so glad we're not going to see the Finches. Yeah, who knows? Like we said, big yo-yo club. So maybe the potential they'll be back next year. Oh, that would make um, me so sick. You never know. I mean, we saw this year and last year in the championship. There's a lot of good teams that deserve to come up. So Grinders. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. But we move on to 19th. We have Watford Football Club. Um, This one a little further off from us. Evan had them 16th. I had them 15th. Mm -hmm. Um, Our records, Evan smashed me out of the water here. He went 24 and 14 with Watford. I went 16 and 22. So you were a big Hornet guy this year, reading them a lot. I'm sure, just like Norwich, a lot of those fades yeah. um, with with the most losses with 27. Um, but for what we had to say, um, we we were heavy focusing on their attack, a lot of creative attackers. Um, they were the most experienced side being promoted. Um, you could say Norwich, but um, Watford having more of a better time in the Premier League, staying up for a season or two longer than Norwich. Um, Evan, you believe no one was expecting anything out of them this year, so they would play the the year stress-free. Players in the squad had Premier League experience. Uh, Like I said with creative attackers, you were forward-focused, a lot of potential. Um, and then you also noted what could be their downfall. You said they are a threat forward, but their defense could be suspect. Yep. They did give up 77 goals, third worst, only behind um, Leeds and Norwich. And then I think the funniest comment from that whole episode, you said that Troy Deeney is fat is the fat um, British Drake. Yeah, well, it's true. I don't, so, uh, did, he, did we even I, see him this season? Not much. Yeah, I don't even think we saw him play more than five games. I'm looking no. here on the stats. Troy Deeney. A lot of Josh King. It was a lot of Dennis, and it was a lot of Cucho Hernandez. He made two appearances oh, for a total of 23 minutes. Yeah, fat so, Drake. Uh, his time. I mean, they had a lot of young talent up front. Dennis King, João Pedro, uh, your boy Sima, Sar. Yeah. Um, I mean that's at least five guys there. Etabo. This, this may bit. be the that may be the most African team in the league as well. They have a lot of African guys. I mean, I'm I'm looking here at the flags, I see at least eight or nine. Yeah. I think they are probably the most African based team. Yeah. Dennis led the team ten goals, also led the team in assists with six. Um, he has been linked with moves to West Ham currently. I'm sure there may be a couple other bidders looking in there. Contract-wise, just like Norwich, they have a lot of key guys on one to two years left. 
Saar being one of those with two years left. They bought him for 34 million pounds. Um, another guy, King, two years. Um, Musa Suzoko, ex Spurs, ex Newcastle, on a one year deal left. Um, what do you think about them this year so far? Better than Norwich, barely, yeah. but just gave up towards the end. And you also got to remember, they had three managers this year. All of them have left. Yeah, well, if you look, if you go in and, and look, this was a team that I had just recently checked out. If you look at some of their results, I mean, they stayed in a lot of games. Like, yeah, not necessarily... They beat United 4-1. That was their yeah. biggest win this year. They played Arsenal tight. They played, I'm pretty sure they, it was tight with Chelsea just a couple of weeks ago. That was the Ross Barkley one where they, where he, he scored in the 91st. There's so many games when you look in here. I mean, they lost to Leeds. They got hammered there, but they stayed in a game with Brentford down the stretch, stayed in a game with Burnley down the stretch. Same thing with Palace. Palace only beat them 1-0. Like, there's games all season long where they just lost by a goal or, or two goals. It's not like they were getting absolutely pumped and hammered like Norwich did. I think it's a little bit of an unlucky season for them. I mean, I know that defensively they were really poor. They were the, the team that let up the third most goals. That's not ideal. You, you, you can't just let teams run riot on you, but it's because they were just letting a couple goals in every game. Not a lot of clean sheets for Watford. Defensively, like I said at the beginning of the season, just poor, not good enough. Um, a little bit of a, a revolving door back there. I don't think that Watford ever found their... They're starting 11 until close to the end of the season when we start to see the emergence of uh, Kucha Hernandez. But it was just not not what they needed. There was no stability whatsoever. Where Norwich, I feel like, were stable in the fact that they sent the same guys out all the time and just sucked. Uh, Watford, I think it was just a revolving door. And I think we are going to see some of these guys leave. Like Matt said, there's some contract issues here. Um, guys like Ismail Lassar are good enough. He had some injuries this season, didn't necessarily perform, yeah. but um, I think talent-wise, he, he passes my eye test, and I'm pretty harsh judge of, of talent. Same thing with Dennis. I think he, he'd be a, a really, really good move for West Ham. It's a, that move makes sense to me. So um, I think Watford will, will get rated. A lot of the guys that are on their team, I would I would hope Kucha Hernandez will stay in the Prem too. I think he, he's extremely talented. He works really hard, good attacking work rates. Um, but, what a great bicycle against Arsenal. Yes, he did. That one seared into my brain. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I This one hurts me a little bit more to watch. I, I didn't want to see Burnley go down. I didn't want to see Watford go down because I, I do think that these teams have talent, have have sp- spots on the pitch where they have quality. But uh, this is a disappointing season. And I know that I said the uh, expectations were low, but uh, they, they underperformed for me, for sure. I, I did think that they would. They'd finish right in that Southampton and Everton zone. Obviously, I thought Everton would be way higher than that. So, yeah. Um, bit of a, a weird season. I did also didn't predict that Newcastle would be bought by a gigantic multinational corporation and finish 11th. So, true. Shook up, uh, shook up things a little bit. Yeah, it's a long season, so making these predictions, you you can hindsight, you can rip each other apart, but sure. um, but still, you have to think like there's a lot of things that could happen in that time, and um, 
I think a lot of people will get to the top end of the table. I think a lot of people made the same mistakes as we did picking top four and such. So um, we focus so heavy on transfer action that we don't really focus on the core group of the squads and how how much chemistry they've been building. Because like you said, Watford's like a, a revolving door and seems like people leave every two years or so, whether it's a player or staff, um, staff even less, maybe six months. So um, it's a cultural thing too at times. And I think Ben Foster has come out and commented saying stuff like um, some guys in the squad just mentally gave up after a certain time or they just weren't in it for the right reasons. And it can it all starts with the culture and your staff. And if your staff can't, establish something in a limited amount of time then it's only going to continue to pester and stuff so um or fester i think right yeah fester. yeah um so yeah we'll move on to the last relegation team like evan mentioned burnley finishing 18th evan even though he said he was sad to see them go down and didn't want them he predicted them spot on 18th yep. um but i wasn't far off i i 17th i believe they would stay up um if they would have gotten that result in the final day but wasn't meant to be prediction wise evan went 15 and 23 and i went 18 and 20 so i got one there on you a couple weeks i had them um with an upset here and there Uh, but for what we had to say um they know how to grind results out um we made the point that they lack pace and are weak up front um, you were high on Vidra. You said he was a budding star. Um, this year he had two goals, three assists in five starts, 17 sub appearances. So, uh, couldn't really crack into that squat. So maybe he needs to move on potentially, yeah. or, or maybe some of those bigger players will move on, um, in service for bigger clubs and he could step up to get them back in the league. Um, you said Dwight McNeil is not enough to lead the midfield as an attacker. You were correct. He had one, was it? He had to have like one goal, right? Yeah. Uh, where is he? I can't see. He, had, he didn't score a goal. He had no goals and one assist. Um, he's, well, how old is he? 22 years old, 35 starts, three assists. He was one of, he played, he played in every single game for them, but still just couldn't. Couldn't find the back of the net ever, really. And um, what else? Solid defense historically. We were big on Ben Mee and James Tarkovsky. I think they did a solid job, but couldn't finish the year. Um, and then lastly, you just said you couldn't see them staying up with the current squad. This was before we knew of Cornet, and obviously before um, Veghorst made his move. But Cornet finished the year as their top scorer, nine goals, one assist. Only played in 21 games as a starter, five assists, so pretty good ratio there for him. Um, their next top scorer was Ben Mee with three, and then Chris Wood with three, who left halfway through the year to Newcastle. So um, similar to Norwich, very, very limited in the goals category. Um, and when we look at their fixtures, like you said with Watford, they were in a lot of games. It was just they couldn't seal the deal in a way uh, in these close fixtures. A 1-1 draw against Leeds. Um, a nil-nil draw against Norwich, unacceptable, um, as well as a nil-nil draw against Watford. These are results, if they can just get those three points, they don't have a problem with staying up. So um, what do you think you have to see here about the Clarets and potentially maybe coming back up next year? Um, they have a couple guys 
with contract issues we talked about last week, financial problems. Um, but they do have players they could let go and help solve that problem in a way. Yeah, so that's not really even up for debate. They're they're going to have to let guys go because the loan that they took out is not going to be able to be paid back unless they either, one, entirely restructure financially with a new owner and get the investment from a foreign source and, and are able to just repay that loan, or two, sell pretty much all of their premier, premier league quality talent. Um, guys like Coronet, I mean, I think... I think I, they're talking about Nathan Collins. They just got him last year from Stoke. Markowski's um, going to leave too, I think. He's leaving on a free. Yeah, They're not going to get money for unfortunate him. Unfortunate for them. I think, I think Collins has been linked with Leeds, potentially. I think he... I think Leeds definitely need defenders. Um, but yeah, they're looking at Collins, uh, Pope, um... Ashley Barnes has one year left on his deal. Matt Lone, Cork, Westwood, Charlie Taylor. Those guys all have one year. Pope's two years. Um, Jay Rodriguez. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see them. I just, I can't see him coming right back up. I really can't. I think they're going to be in purgatory for a couple of years. And they, they probably had one of the thinnest squads they, in they the did. league. They did. And they made improvements. I think the guys that they brought in were, were really good moves. Uh, I mean, I think now, like, I don't know if they're going to try and keep Veghorst or what. Um, I mean, that guy would eat in the championship. In the championship. Like, he really would. Like I, Mitrovic this yeah, year? Yeah, like him. I mean, I think we've seen Mitrovic in the Premier League. He never does anything. So um, the fact that Veghorst came in and, and made some sort of impact there at Burnley, at least for uh, a short period of time, I think he, he'd do okay in, in the championship, but... They're just going to need to do too much restructuring, and Nick Pope is actually the spine of that team. I can't imagine how many more goals Burnley would let in if they hadn't had uh, Pope between the sticks. So I just think that things are, are looking bleak for them. I don't think we're going to be seeing them anytime soon, unfortunately. Uh, I do know a Burnley fan from uh, from that area, and he uh, he seems to, to share those sentiments. So... Uh, my condolences to to Burnley and their supporters. I, I also saw a guy at the bar the other night wearing a Burnley jersey in the wild. That's a rare sight. Oh, it's so rare. I wanted to go up to him. I was I I really needed to know the connection because I that's mean a you could have a you could have a yeah you could have a genuine conversation like a deep dive. Who's yeah. Not gonna, you're used to I think Chelsea is like the most popular yeah, in yeah. America but, and obviously all the other clubs, but. Um, I think if you see somebody with like not a top tier team um, jersey, I think you could have like a deep conversation about the game and they're yeah. they're, they're they're a true fan. I mean, you know ball. Like if you're if you're supporting that club, chances are you you know like yeah. you, you know exactly what you're talking about. So I thought that was interesting. It was a kid. I mean, he was young. He looked like he was 15. Um, really? Yeah. I don't. He and there's also always the chance that the person has no idea what they're wearing at all. Um, I guess that that is that is ch- That's, uh, always yeah. a chance, but I would imagine he. Uh, I don't think Burnley has. I don't think Burnley has colors for uh, very fashionable um, <laughs> clothes. Yeah, it was a nice kit, but um, it was yeah. I mean, their sponsors aren't great. It's nothing special. So um, we'll move on from Burnley, but but yeah, a tough season, disappointing. I know I predicted them in 18th, but uh, I do like them. I've I've. I just think that 
Nick Pope, like I, I don't want to not see him next year. Uh, he's, a, he's an he's an international goalkeeper. He makes those England squad he's, all the time. He's incredible, and it sucks to to see him go down. He'll get signed, right. but yeah, I think that's where our we think. But um, yeah. you never know, really. No. We move on to the relegation survivors. The next two, I'll say, both of these, we were both far off. But for what happened this year with them, I don't think we could ever have thought it would have happened. Um, First, we have Leeds, 17th. Evan had them 9th. I had them 10th. Um, we we got to remember last season, um, the season before this, the, the one that just ended, they finished in um, 10th, I believe. So we thought they were going to finish around the same area, but um, they just didn't fix their problems. We did mention um, we appreciate the way they play. Um, you believe their defense will be all right. I was on the idea they need to fix the back line. Obviously, they gave up a lot of goals last year. This year, they gave up even more goals, giving up 79 and still staying up, which is incredible, um, scoring 42. Um, you thought they were going to have a slow start. Um, looking at the fixtures, they only had... They started the year with... with uh, What is that? Four defeats and a draw, or two draws. Yeah, so a slow start there. They had one, two, one to two wins in their first 10, so yeah. You were right there. And then um, I mentioned Junior Furpo was a decent signing, yet he led the league, I believe, with 11 yellow cards, um, two assists. Uh, Jack Harrison signing was good. Um, Calvin Phillips would be a key player for them. Obviously, he was out for probably three to four months with injury. Um, I said they had a variety of players who can contribute in the attack. Um and then you believed other areas of the team will make up for their defensive issues, um, which they did. It kept them up. Rafinha led the lead, led the team with 11 goals, three assists, Harrison with eight, and then Rodrigo with six. Uh, we talked about Rodrigo last year not having a big start, coming, making a move from La Liga. Um, he had to this year with without um, Patrick Bamford, who played a total of, what, like five games maybe? Yep. He played. He started seven games, made two sub appearances, and got two goals and two assists. Um, so he did what he could. Um, I think we saw a young star there in Joe Gelhart. He made two goals and two assists as well. Started five, subbed in fifteen. Um, I think they have the young players. It's just going to come down to if they can keep that core group. Um, there's going to be a lot of people trying to poach that talent from them. Um, we already mentioned Rafinha, Phillips, um, Harrison potentially. They've already made a signing in Brendan Aronson um, to bolster the attack. I think we're potentially going to see maybe another American um, or maybe another player from Leipzig of some sort. Um, they have had links with Tyler Adams. I don't know how true that would be. That'd be crazy. I think Phillips would have to go first um, to fund that, really. A um, couple other players are looking at, too. I think Kennedy's on here. I'm looking at a short list from Chelsea. Yep. Um, I think he would be happy to leave and get regular starting time anywhere. Um, he's been on loan throughout the decade. And, um, yeah, I mean, we never saw this coming. They had nine wins, 11 draws, 18 defeats. Um, he wins, I would say, for them this year um, would be, what was that, Burnley. They beat West Ham back in January, 3-2. Um, 3-2 win over Wolves, that last-minute winner over Wolves. Absolute drama there. 
Um, and other than that, they're just beating the competition around their level, really. They, did, they didn't really upset any of the big guys. Um, a lot of the times they got blown out. 6-0 to Liverpool, 4-0 to Tottenham, um, 4-2 to United, 5-1 to United, 4-1 to Arsenal, 7-0 to City. I mean, they were getting absolutely pumped against the big teams. It wasn't even a question. Um, whereas last year, they were competitive in those games. There was something about them that the drive and energy they had, the the, the team mentality, I think it helps that they were injury-free at that time. But still, like they were involved in those games and where this year it was just wasn't even a competition. So um, what do you think they have to do to get back to that first season performance? Oh, I think we're... I, I don't, I'm not. Or is sure. it passed? Do you I, not I'm think not that, sure is... that that's possible? Because I think, I think some teams when they first come up, like, and they can't, other teams can't figure out how how they play or how to beat them. And Leeds was just murder ball. It was the fastest, most violent and aggressive sort of play style that you could ever have. Essentially, um, they were so so fast and they ran so hard for so long and that was the reason that they got the results that they did bielsa ran them into the ground and sure it it worked for one season it worked really well but it wasn't sustainable um i predicted them ninth because i thought maybe it was sustainable but it it truly wasn't there was just no way they had the injuries they had poor form, and then things turned sour with Bielsa. He left. They had to get somebody else in. Obviously, they got Marsh, but that's not the sort of style that he plays. Um, it's not the, the man marking, stay with your man no matter what. It's defend as a team, play as a team, attack as a team, and be a team. And that's not what it was with Bielsa. You know, they, they did function in a unit well, but it was only because they were all united under his one play style, um, not because they knew they'd succeed playing team football. And they didn't. They really did not. That's not how Leeds played. It was a lot of counterattack. It was a lot of just violence, speed, and momentum, and that's how they managed to get results. We're not going to see that. I don't think we're going to see that under Marsh. Is he a talented manager? Yes, for sure. I think he's going to do great things with this Leeds, but I think it's a restructuring. I think that they're going to need to bring new guys in. I don't, I'm not sure that we're going to see Rafinha in a Leeds shirt again next year. I know he was happy standing next to to Jesse Marsh at the end of the season when they were um, guaranteed safety, but I don't know. Uh, we're in a transition period here at Leeds. They were able to survive relegation, but I don't think that uh, you know the path down uh, or the path to success is is an easy one. I think it's uh, it's going to be a project, and I can see him staying here as long as he continues to get results for the next five years. Yeah, and Rafinha and Phillips both only have two years left on their right. deals, so now is, if they can't get them to sign a new contract within the next six months, I mean, it's going to be, they're definitely going to leave if they don't leave this summer. So, um, I mean, they're going to have to pay them big money, too, especially um, just how much they're worth to their clubs, respectively. So, um, yeah, very tough for Leeds here moving forward, but they are active in the window. They are looking to improve, and it's going to be a big summer for them to see if they can keep up because um, they're not they're not in a vacuum. Everybody else is improving their squads too. So it's going to be interesting what they can build this summer. Um, having all that time off, there's no international tournaments or anything, so there's going to be a lot of team, team chemistry, a lot of training and whatnot, and a lot of people getting good rest. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All right, we move on up to 16th, Everton. Um, we both had them in 11th. Um, oh, forgot to say Leeds records. Evan went 21 and 17. I went 15 and 23. So once again, big far off there. Um, for Everton, you went 14 and 24. I went 12 and 26. God, those um, are both awful. Yeah, the, that's my second worst. And I think that's also your second worst. Um, pretty, yeah, it is both of those. So, I mean, that just shows what we thought Everton had as a squad compared to what they did last year. Last year, they did finish 11th or 10th, I believe. This year, it was just a big crisis. I think they, they if we think about it, similar to um, Leeds, lost their key striker who scored 16, 17 goals for them last year. Um, a lot of problems in the back. Um, they had identity, had identity crisis. They bring in a new manager in Benitez. Um, you weren't very keen on him. You thought that um, they weren't going to operate on the same level as last season, and you were unsure about Ralph and his role with the club, yeah. and you believed it would be a transition year, may slip down the table. So um, you were right there. And then I believe that they kept the core squad. Benitez was a season manager. Um, they lacked goal scorers after DCL, which we saw here. Um, surprisingly, one of the hottest takes. Um, key player, James Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> didn't even know he existed this year, you would believe. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't even think he trained with the first team for the first half. I think he was with the 23s. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he moved to Colombia to play. And now uh, they had a weak squad depth. Weak squad depth, and I thought Rafa may not be the guy. Um, Stats-wise, Richarlison led the league not the league, the team with 10, five assists. Um, he came straight from the Olympics. Uh, so he had no rest this year. He just went right into the league. Um, after that, you had Gray and DCL with five each. Um, and yeah, I mean, Anthony Gordon was a big guy for them this year. Four goals, two assists. Um, Randos Townsend still getting on the score sheet. Three goals, two assists. He had an absolute screamer towards the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, um, it was tough for Everton. I mean, I, I think this was the most surprising one. I mean, they were in a relegation battle for the second half of the year. Um, they only had like two away wins all year. And then the new manager, you get Frank to come in to save the day. And he got the job done. Um, big results at the end of the year over Leicester, Chelsea, um, Man United huge a draw against Leicester um they were getting points after points when it mattered but similar to last year they started out super hot in the league um was that three three was it? yeah three wins in a draw in their first four yep. getting wins over Southampton uh Brighton and and Burnley and then a draw against Leeds and then they went on a huge run um six losses out of seven um, a 5-2 defeat to Watford in there. Massive L there. A big 4-1 loss to Liverpool. And it was sporadic after that. They didn't get back-to-back wins. Um, they had back-to-back wins in, in August, and they didn't get back-to-back wins until May. So that just shows the inconsistency there. So um, before I can save the contract stuff until after, what what did we think? Was this Was this more surprising than Leeds? Yeah, this was. Um, 
I, I mean, I had a better read on Everton, I guess, with with what I said about Rafa and the fact that I wasn't, I yeah, was unsure you of his. You didn't like the appointment. Oh, I, th- I think it was, uh, it was awful. <laughs> and I, and think, we saw, we saw what Ancelotti he moved on and won the Champions League. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. I, I can't believe it. Um, I think Ancelotti had bigger aspirations, and I understand the the fact that he would leave, but I don't think Rafa was the move here. He's not had success really anywhere he's been since uh, since the Champions League with Liverpool in two thousand and five. Um, so I just don't think that that was the right move, and I think we can essentially blame. I, I mean, I I would give sixty percent of the blame to the fact that they just blindly make appointments blindly by players and then try and just put it all together and, and think that it's going to work. And it just didn't last year. There was direction with Ancelotti. They brought in players that they thought would, would fit the system. And James was one of those guys. He was great. I think we actually have to give so much credit to the way they performed last year. Uh, although they did slip off the pace a little bit towards the end, they were great at the beginning and it was all because of James and, and Ancelotti and the fact that they were able to link up all together with, with Richarlison and with DCL. Um, so the injury of DCL and, and the fact that they appointed um, Rafa Benitez, who then cast out James Rodriguez, is just uh, a perfect storm of, of a disaster. And, and that's really why they, they finished here in 16th. There was there was a, a couple weeks there where it really looked like Everton were going to go down. But... They are cockroaches, and they were able to uh, to pull it out. Yeah, Frank coming into a hostile situation oh, yeah. saved the day. Um, they made moves in January, bringing in Von de Beek and Deli Alley, who didn't really make a major yeah, impact. Yeah. It seemed like on paper, it was like, whoa, these guys are big-time players, and they're going to help bolster the squad, but they didn't even really crack into the team hardly ever. Um, Deli Alley off the bench mostly and Von de Beek even less. So yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. The contract situation for them, they have a lot of guys left that they need to clean up. Pickford has two years left on his deal. Um, Coleman club captain one. Richarlison has one year left on his deal. That's a major one they need to keep. Um, Another guy that we thought at the beginning of the year would be a big impact, but didn't even play Moise Keen. You love this guy. I do. Um, heavily underrated. He had a good loan year last year with PSG. I'm not sure where he did what he did this year, um, but he's only got two years. Um, who's that? Decore, two years. Awobi. Uh, mind you, a lot of these guys are getting paid pretty hefty wages. Um, Mina right now, I think, gets is the highest paid. Surprisingly, um, but yeah. Um, I think a full, I think a full year with DCL they'll be perfectly fine, without a question. But it's just keeping him injury free. So um, I think they're going to have plenty of money to buy a couple people this summer, um, figure some things out. I think Frank is going to shape this team into what he wants, obviously, like a normal guy would. But um, he might have to ship off a couple deadweight guys. A lot of guys, some guys that are heavily overpaid for the team that they are. Um, they're paying guys like they're a top six club, if you think about it, um, but they're not. So they need to fix that on the fiscal side of things. But um, yeah, I think they'll be perfectly fine next year, to be honest. And um, transfer wise, they've been linked with a couple people. We talk about Tarkowski, um, Corne potentially. Um, there's a guy from 
from Nottingham Forest. They're looking at Brennan Johnson. So um, they're looking at a couple people here in the attack that could help them go forward. But I think that defense has been pretty shaky with um, Mina's inconsistency with injury. Michael Keane's had some confidence confidence issues. Um, Coleman playing as that like right center back, similar to how P does for Chelsea. So um, they have a couple of um, spots to fill in there. Um, anything else you wanted to add or did you want to move on? No, I think we can move on. Um, I'm looking right now at the the timer. We're only 40 minutes in, and we've got four teams. So, oh great, uh, yeah, this could be tough. We we can probably speed up through some of these mid table teams. Right. So, all right, Southampton 15th. Um, Evan had the 14th. I had them 16th record wise. Evan went 15 and 23, and I as well went 15 and 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty mediocre year for them. They just don't have the depth, really. Evan said they have attacking troubles. I also agreed adding a big loss of Danny Ings, and then Che Adams was not ready to be the number one guy. Um, they have a hard time being consistent. Uh, squad doesn't have players that jump out at you, and then you said Forster is one of the most underrated goalkeepers in the league. Correct. Um, Ward Prowse led the team with ten goals, as well as five assists. Um, level with Redmond there. Jay Adams still got seven goals, but wasn't good enough to push them super high up the league. Um, probably one of the teams that had the poorest ends to a year. Um, losing losing five and drawing one in their last six. Um, so what do you think about Southampton as a whole here? Was Is there nine wins, 13 draws, 16 assists, 43 goals for, 67 against? Um, are we looking at a specific area of the team that had an issue or overall with with House of Hoofle? Overall, just uh, a, a really underwhelming sort of season. Not Not up to... Uh, any sort of advanced standard. Uh, I just don't think Southampton are really ever going to be that sort of team. They sell a lot of their talent. They do have a, a great farm system in Southampton, a really good youth development program, but they just sell too many of their players. Um, too many guys in that side who you don't know what you're going to get out of. James Ward-Prowse being probably the only example of somebody you can rely on for a goal when you need it. Um Deep lying, just extremely good on set pieces and a very solid player in general. But the thing is, is he probably won't stay at Southampton for much longer because they're just not going to be able to uh, pay him what a top tier team is knows he's worth because he is extremely good. Uh, and I think once he goes, then Southampton take another hit. I, I'm sure that they'll bring somebody else up that... Could be great from from the academy. Who knows? But um, I think this was a a season where James Ward Prowse essentially carried them to at least like I'd say at least five or six of their wins, uh, and they didn't have that many wins in general. So this is a underwhelming performance from them all season long. I don't know if Hassan Huddle's the guy, but uh, I, I I just can't see them breaking into that top ten with the the current side. Yeah, I can't either. Long time ago, it's... they were competing for that top 10. And Ward Prowse just signed a new deal last year. So he's got four years left on his contract currently. So um, if he leaves, they'll make good money on him. Yeah. Uh, we move on to 14th, Aston Villa. Um, another big one we missed on, both having them finishing 8th. Um, you went 15 and 23 this year, picking them. I went 20 and 18. So I got one there. 
Um, we both agreed losing Grealish was huge. Um, we noted Martinez was a top five goalkeeper, which he kind of had a, a down year compared to last year. Last year he was flying. Yep. Um, decent midfield. Forward cast looks good. One of the best rosters in the league, we believed. Um, they went on a buying frenzy in the attacking area of the pitch, pushing for a European finish. Um, and I noted they had a lack in depth in midfield, which could cost them. And already we are seeing in the current market, they are improving on that end, signing Kamara on a free and Diego Carlos as a center back. So they are improving on the defensive end. Um, Dean Smith fired halfway through the year. Stevie G steps in. Did he do, did he do a good enough job for you? Because I heard um, after Steven G, Stevie G joined, um, if you go off form or point totals from that point, Aston Villa finished ninth in the league. So good signing for him and bright future. Um, the Diego, I guess, I guess, I guess he's fine. That's that's all I have to say. I he he'll be fine there. He's not the sort of manager that I think Frank Lampard can be. I know Lampard's got a little bit more experience at this point. Stbg, uh, maybe they started. At he the had same a few time. seasons with Rangers. He did, and they won the league won. there. They won, but that's the Scottish Prem. the The talent uh, in the Scottish Prem exists in essentially three teams: two, three, four. If you want to count Motherwell, usually they have a decent team, but it's it's Hibs, it's uh, Rangers Celtic. and Celtic. Really, the rest of the teams are pretty average. So, um, I don't think that Stevie G was probably the best manager that they could have brought in. Uh, but I think that you know next season when he has a chance to really implement the sort of system that he wants to implement, that they could be better off than they were this uh, season for sure. They didn't get the level of performances they needed out of some of their key guys. Ollie Watkins didn't turn it up until the very end. Similar situation to last season. Um, you said Emmy Martinez was not great. I I agree. I think he actually looked. Uh, pretty poor at points this season. He was not on the pace that he was last year, and that's why Villa were able to to sort of, I'd say, overperform last season with with Grealish and uh, Martinez. But no Buendia, you know him him not being as much of a, a factor as uh, he should be for the amount of money that was paid for him was was really killer for Villa too. So I think Villa will probably be better off next season, honestly. But this season was was a bit of a disappointment. I don't think at any point. Uh, I was truly afraid of them, you know? Yeah, I can agree. I mean, we we saw there the final day. They could have spoiled um, City's year there, right. not letting them win the and trophy. They, sold. Um, Ollie Watkins led the team with 11 goals, Ings with seven. Jacob Ramsey had a big breakout year. Um, Academy player, six goals, one assist. Um, and probably their best signing for the year was Coutinho there. He got five goals and three assists. So he could be a pillar for Stevie G to build off of. Um, I think just off the name, um, Steven Gerrard, I think that's attracted players that normally we wouldn't ever affiliate with Aston Villa. But um, yeah, it's new. T- it's different times now, um, a new era. So I'm, I'm interested to see it, what the future holds for them. I'd love to watch a couple preseason games they have to see how these guys gel. But um, yeah, they're one of the more active teams currently in the market. And um, they have pretty much most of their core guys on pretty decent deals right now, three years plus. Um, the only one really being Tyrone Minks, who has two years left on his deal, the club captain currently. So um, we'll move on to 13th, which was Brentford, one of the newly promoted teams. Um, I had them finishing dead last. 
20th. Um, Evan, you had them finishing 17th. So you did believe they would stay up. Um, this is your worst team prediction wise. You went 13 and 25. I went 20 and 18. Um, we believed they were looking to invest in the squad, not much Premier League talent. Um, I said they rely heavily on Tooney's goal scoring ability. Um, he scored 12 this year. Um, you thought they exhibited a ton of grit over the past couple seasons, fighting for promotion. Um, Tooney was enough, and their squad depth would keep them in the league. Um, great year for Brentford. Yeah, I think this was, was a good year. Um, they had a good start. They had a really poor middle, and then a pretty solid finish there at the end. They did lose two of their last five rounding out the year, but they were able to get enough points to, to sort of cement them in, in mid-table. I think this is uh, a really solid season. When you think about how good Crystal Palace played at points, uh, Brentford finishing just two points behind them and then three behind Newcastle, who uh, had a really good second half of the season. I think that this is an achievement. I think they've got a lot of guys now that um, are solid. I'll be curious to see what happens with Erickson because he did look great for them in the last 10, not, yeah. not even 10. I mean, it was like five weeks of the season. Um so I think this was this is a team that we're going to see stick around. I can sort of see them uh, developing into a Brighton or a Wolves. I'm hoping Brighton because I'm actually tired of them. But if you look at Brentford on paper and then look at Brighton on paper, I'd say that they're actually very similar. They have a couple of midfielders that are very solid. Brentford has a better attacking option, but defensively Brentford uh, sort of I, I have questions about. Same thing with Brighton. So... Um, I think that, that this is a good season. I'm looking forward to, to seeing their development. And uh, I knew I didn't know hardly anything about them coming up. So this was uh, an interesting experience. I won't ever forget the, the defeat that we had in, in week one against them. Yeah, they did the double over West Ham this year. They beat Chelsea. Um, and they were in a lot of those games. I think similar to how Leeds did their first year. They were a very competitive team. Um, Erickson in 11 games got one goal and four assists. We know how big of a factor he is, and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he stays there um, going forward or if he makes maybe a move back to one of the higher-up teams or more established teams, I should say. Um, but yeah, now 12th, we have your second team, Crystal Palace. Um, you had them finishing 13th. I had them finishing 14th, so right around the same ballpark. Um, you went 15-23, and 23. And I as well went 15 and 23 picking them. So um, not too good, but um, I believe they were a contender to go up in flames. I didn't think Vieira was one of the guy. I said he would be top three managers on the hot seat to be sacked. Um, there was pressure on Zaha, who scored 14 goals. Great year for him. Um, and I said they attracted a lot of young talent while clearing out older players. You believe their attack was enough to compete in matches. Midfield had major question marks. And Eze was a big loss for the first half of the year. Um, they tied 15 games, only losing 12, 111, and had a positive goal differential. The only team um, below the top eight with a positive goal differential. Um, is this a good first year for Vieira? Or do you think potentially they could have done better? I think this... I think both of those things can be true. Uh, there are some results that come to mind, some games that come to mind where Palace just sort of let it slip. That one with Everton still very fresh in my mind. 
Uh, but I think this was a great season for Vieira. I think he's got a lot of talented young players, so many of them. Uh, we're going to see a couple of them probably, like like Gallagher, he'll be moving back. Uh, Macy, Tyreek Mitchell, gain himself a move away. But I think in general, there's a lot of guys that are really solid here. Uh, Guayhi, Eze, Michael Elise, Zaha's been great. Mateta, amazing. Uh, Edward, he was good when he, when he played this season as well. So I just think that there's so many young, talented players in an attacking sense on this team. I do have some questions about them defensively and in the midfield towards the back. But, uh, in general, I think, I think Patrick Vieira did what he could with, uh, with the players that he had and to gain yourself a, a mid table finish at a, at a pretty small club, if we're being honest, uh, definitely the smallest club in London, probably. I think it's good. Yeah. I think this is a, a good a good season. Yeah, it'll be a big summer for Palace and the board because Zaha's uh, yep. only got one year left on his deal. Um, he's twenty nine. Um, he was so clutch. He was really clutch this season. It's it's gonna be the, it's gonna be a big deal if they can resign him for a new deal. If not, um, it's a Trouble. huge drop off. It's Gallagher had eight. He's leaving, and then Edward with six. So, um, yeah. If they lose Zaha, it's going to be a big problem. So it, it will be for sure. All right, we move on to eleventh. Evan mentioned Newcastle having Crazy. a very big year, up and down year. Really, they started off like they were going to get relegated, and they ended up pushing almost for Europe in a way. Um, Evan, you had them finishing fifteenth. I had them more optimistically in thirteenth. You pick. You had a record of twenty and eighteen. I had eighteen and twenty, so right around even there. Um, I said they will depend on squad fitness and their midfield, um, or their season is going to depend on the squad fitness and the midfield. And then I said fresh blood in the midfield, which they did in January. And halfway through, they moved Jolington back, signed Guimaraes from Lyon. Huge moves. Um, you believe the loss of Joe Willock would be tough they did sign him on a permanent deal um didn't have as good of a year as he did last but did contribute um you said enough to stay up but won't attract quality players um up steps up saudi arabia uh slow team midfield lacked attacking presence callum wilson injury prone and then lack of signings. so um a lot of those questions we had were answered this year Mm -hmm. and led to the benefit for them um 11th 13 wins, 10 draws, 15 defeats, negative 18 goal differential, and they finished in 11th. That shows you how strong of a second half of the year they had. So crazy. Best second half Um, of any team besides, I mean, barring City and Liverpool. Yeah, I think if we take that second half alone, they were a top six club. So um, Not even a question, 100%. Going forward, Eddie Howe um, as well was appointed halfway through. Um, Steve Bruce was sacked. Um, He had the funds to do whatever he wants um is the sky the limit right now for newcastle honestly yeah but it's still newcastle sorry i was i was having a drink of water it's still newcastle uh you still have to think about where the city is uh it's not glamorous it's not a glamorous place yeah but manchester isn't any better yeah but it's a footballing city and it has been for a long time. The club is glamorous. Whether the city is glamorous, you know, that's that's a different story. But right now, I think Newcastle are still their best era. Still is is that are the Alan Shearer days? 
Um, and those were some time ago. So you have to think about the fact that life in, in London is glamorous at the, at the clubs as well as in, in the city itself. So um, there are a lot of other other players that are going to be attracted to other clubs, but Newcastle, for the people that can't step into those roles, I think is going to be a great landing spot. I mean, guys that are just a little bit less unproven. Um, we saw Bruno Guimaraes. We have to talk about him. I mean, he for me si- signing of the season. I, I don't. I don't even think there's not really anything else we could say. Like he he was responsible for so much of their success. He shored things up in the midfield. He then started to score goals and provide assists. I mean, he was incredible. And if Newcastle can bring in a couple more guys who are just not quite at that top level, teams aren't quite ready to jump in for them. And Arsenal, we're, we're talking about that Bruno guy. I yep. think I, I think Newcastle could be really good. I think they could be competing for European spots. Um, they were a dangerous team to face down the stretch, 100%. So... Uh, we saw Arsenal lose to them. We that was a really tough one, but they played teams tight and and they really hustled. And I think Eddie Howe is a good manager. He got a raw deal on his last job. He came in here. He did the job. He got a job done pretty well. And I just think Newcastle will be signing some guys. I'm I'm not sure um, they're going to attract quite the amount of star quality that they want, but. Man, I think we're going to see a couple of players come in that we maybe haven't heard a ton about. Maybe we know their name. We don't know what they're up to. Uh, and I think next season, Newcastle are going to have a very impressive year. Yeah, we've seen Eddie Howe in the past, um, specifically with Bournemouth, keep them up in the league for three to four years with the limited funds he had in the small squad. So with the with the investment he has backing him and already the quality they have, um, they're gonna. They, I think they'll do very well. There's a couple guys on this short list they're looking at: Dean Henderson maybe in goal, Tarkovsky again, uh, Rene Adelaide or Rene Lodi, left back from Atletico Madrid, Jack Harrison, Lucas Paqueta, um, former teammate of Guimaraes from Lyon. So. These are some high-quality guys they're looking at, and some of these guys potentially will just come because they're going to get paid a shitload of money. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to improve there. Um, some guys they have on one year left, John Selvi, uh, Dan Byrne, Kieran Clark, um, and then a few guys on two-year deals too. But um, I think Trippier as well, Chris Wood, and... Dan Byrne, all decent signings to get the job done in January. And the goal is to ultimately just keep them up. So um, they get a fresh, clean slate now to start off hot. Uh, We move on now, top 10. We have Wolves. Um, We both had them finishing 12th. So um, I think we agreed they had a decent team, but we didn't have faith they would do too much. Um, You believe new manager, new goalkeeper, um, Rui Patricio left. They bring in Sa. So those were big changes in your mind. Fundamentally, um, you didn't have a problem with their defense and midfield. Um, you said Jimenez, not same player, and then you said they were just very mid. Um, they are. I I believed um, they kept the core squad. I thought Trincao was a big signing. Sixteen starts, twelve sub appearances, only two goals and one assist. Flop. Um, their current squad was not enough to finish high. And then I thought Traore was, was a key guy who may leave. And ultimately he did. And after he left, they kind of had a downward slope. Um, record-wise, 
you went 17 and 21. I went 16 and 22. Uh, I'll note that I started off the first 10 games. I was 9 and 1 picking Wolves games. After that, I went 7 and 20. Um, Jesus. Um, but yeah, probably one of the worst ends to a year. They only had 38 goals for um, fourth lowest behind all the relegated teams and 43 against. Um, these guys were in European contention. There were times where we were talking about maybe the push on for top four, um, that fourth spot, because everybody else was was sliding at, at certain points. Um, what do you think the key is for Wolves next year? Oh. Hard question, I know. It is a hard question because I think they have guys that are solid. I don't think Jimenez is the answer for them up top anymore. I'd like to see Wang Yichen get his chance to be the number one guy there. They they signed him on a permanent deal. He was on loan, so he's yeah. there long term. Yeah, I think they need to get rid of Jimenez. He needs to go. They could probably still fetch a decent fee for him. Um, I think that they actually have a pretty solid team. I worry about their depth a little bit. Uh, Fabio Silva, not great. He was on loan as well, wasn't he? Or is they that bought him last year. Trincao. Yeah, Trincao went back to Barcelona. He's back at Barca. He wasn't great this season either. Um, but the the loss of Rui Patricio, I think, was an issue for them. They have Jose Sa in goal now. He didn't have a great year. Um, but I think defensively is really where things sort of fall apart for them. Tomato not really been exactly what we needed. I think Dendonker is good, but... Uh, they need more depth in in a defensive sense. They just weren't weren't able to to defend the way that they they have. Um, and when they did defend well, they weren't able to score. So in the games where where they did defend well, and there were quite a few, they didn't they didn't let in a ton of goals, but um, they weren't able to score. So you have to be able to put those things together, and they weren't able to do that. So I think. In terms of what do they need to do, they just need to, um, they just need to get things going on the on the same wavelength. When they attack well, they need to defend well. They're going to get more results. I know tenth isn't a terrible finish. They did only have six losses, which is so crazy to think about. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Six draws. Six draws. They lost me. seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, I knew that didn't sound right. So they they did have seventeen losses, but um, they won fifteen, which is a good amount. But a lot of those were in the first half of the year. Yeah, they just fell apart. They fell apart, and they weren't able to score when when they needed to. So uh, a goal differential of minus five—that's worse than teams like Crystal Palace with a positive goal differential. Villa, another one, they had minus two. So uh, Wolves just just not scoring enough goals, even though they have the talent to do it and not showing up defensively when they do score goals. I think defensively they're fine. It was just the attack. I mean, um, Jimenez led the team with six goals, um, which is very low for a team that finished 10th. Um, it's crazy. I mean, Chelsea finished top four in the past with their league goal score having seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but it, it just comes down to be winning out those close games, and a lot of the times Wolves flopped or let games slip. Um Contract-wise, Ruben Neves has one year left on his current deal. Um, he's an integral part to that team. Um, if he's going to move, it'll be this summer probably. Um, so I don't know. It's a big year for Wolves, just like um, a couple other teams figuring out contract issues. But 
um, they may slide further down because those teams below them are catching them and potentially will pass them after this year. So big year for those guys. Um, Move into ninth, um, probably the most far off that both of us had. Brighton, ninth. Evan had them 19th. I had them 18th. Um, We have a grudge against Brighton. Um, It's apparent. Uh, You went 14 and 24. Um, picking games for them and i went the same 14 24 um our takes you said they were not going anywhere mupai is a wild card um ben white was a loss for them in the back and i said lack of goal scores and a lack of attacking investment so focusing heavy on the market not really talking about um grand potter and his style and i think the t- team plays good like the the, the, the build-up and the play is nice it just came down to finishing those clinical moments and we saw the resurgence of danny welbeck he had a couple big goals here um they won 12 games we talked about in the past they've never won more than nine so they broke that curse um and t- to be fair to them they only lost 11 games which is fourth best um, level with Tottenham and only behind the top three. So they were a really hard team to break down this year. Um, moving forward, do you think they can keep this up with the no. limited funds? Grant, I mean, Graham Potter finished probably the best he could have if you look at the teams above him. I think this was the ultimate performance for Brighton this year. There's no way. There's just no way that they're going to get a European spot. I cannot see it happening. They're not going to be able to replicate this. They had a couple of extremely lucky results um they didn't finish the season in i I mean they they did finish the season with a couple of nice wins and a good draw against Leeds, but there were points where they just were dropping points all over i mean they they dropped points against norwich they dropped points against tottenham um newcastle defeated them liverpool defeated them villa burnley like they started the year four and one i i know but but down the stretch like in february and march they had a really tough time they were dropping points all over the place yeah rough Um, winter period it, it was bad so i think uh a strong start and a strong finish were were what really kind of saved them here because i'm i'm fascinated that they finished ninth in newcastle with their consistency finished 11th um, but I think they got essentially the most that they could out of all of their players. We did miss uh, Basuma for a while, and we were missing um, Lamptey at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, so he maybe, was out for a while. Maybe it's possible that they 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 could have had a better season, but I think this was a great year for Brighton. Fifty one points is fantastic. They were only a point out of eighth place, uh, and no, a point. No, yeah, five, you're right. Yeah, point out of eighth place and five from five, five points from Europe. from Europe. I mean, that's that's crazy. I I don't think Brighton are much better than a ninth place team. I'd put them anywhere in the range next season from ninth to fifteenth, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was fifteenth. You know, um, that's fair. This was this was a great year for Potter. I think he is a good manager. I think he he deserves a, a club better than Brighton as well because they do yeah. have they have limited financial options. And I think there was some consideration to talk about him in the Tottenham job, but sure. obviously Conte got the job, the better man. Um, yeah. And Brighton had two terrible runs. I mean, there was an 11-game stretch. Um, they were winless in the league, and then they had a run of six straight defeats, and they still finished ninth. That's crazy. Um, a lot of uh, Mupai is one year left on his deal. Trossard, Basuma, McAllister... Uh, Lalana, a lot of these first team guys they use a lot are on one year deals left. So 
Um, another team, they got to clean up the books, whether it's um, bringing in two or three new guys or um, re-upping these current ones. So it'll be interesting going forward there. Um, top eight now, we got Leicester. Um, you had them finishing fifth. I had them finishing seventh. Um, Record-wise, w- you went 18 and 20. I went 25 and 13. This was one of my better teams. Um, you said they had a better squad and manager than Arsenal. Um, you thought the defense is going to be shaky. Um, they have blow-ups towards the end of the year, and they're just good enough to finish fifth. Um, I said they don't have a good. I said I don't have a good feeling about them this year going into the season with a lot of injuries to defenders. Um, a key season to rely on their midfield, um, and they can compete in Europe, but injuries will hold them back. Um, they lost in the conference semifinal, I think, or quarterfinals, um, after getting knocked down from the Europa League, I think, and then. Um, 14 wins, 10 draws, 14 defeats. And if we look at their thing, I don't know why it's not up yet. Um, Jamie Vardy finished the year with 15, Madison with 12. After that, drop off to Lookman and Barnes with six. Um, and Barnes had 10 assists. So I think the stats are there to, to rightfully put them in eighth. It just came down to fitness for them. Yeah. Um, just such a tough, tough year for them injury-wise. Eighth, I think, honestly, is actually a really good spot for them to finish. It's unfortunate that they miss out on European qualification. Uh, they were in the Conference League this year and were able to, to make it to the final, right? It was, oh no, it was West Ham, wasn't I think, it? Uh, th- no, West Ham was in the Europa League. They lost in the semis, and I think Leicester also lost in the semis. Oh, all right. I think they cooked. lost. I think they lost to Rangers. No, that's Europe. That that was Europe. That's Europa. Yeah. So I don't think maybe they lost to Roma. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was Roma. That's exactly what it was. Um. So I think this was was tough year for Leicester. They they had injuries all over. Uh, up top at the back, they defensively. Lost Fofana, which was a huge loss. He he's really good, I think. Um, Amarty had to step in, and then he was injured for a while as well. So it was it was really tough for them at the back this year, especially. And Schmeichel not not really uh, performing how he has in in years past. He had a much larger job to to do this year. They did have a positive goal differential of three, but uh, let in I think a lot of goals, much more than. Or, Eight more than West Ham, same as United, who, who let in a lot of goals this year. Arsenal only let in um, 48. So to to be 11 above Arsenal, who I think defended extremely poorly at points, is is just a, a marker of, of how injured Leicester were at the back. Kelechi not really taking the step that I thought he would take, no. um, which is a little bit unfortunate for me. I am a Kelechi guy. I like him. I think he's great. So that's that's unfortunate to see, and I do have worries about Leicester moving forward. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I've said many times the year that they won was lightning in a bottle. It probably should have been Arsenal that year, but it wasn't, um, and I just don't think Leicester are going to be able to replicate seasons like that. Are they going to be a team who's on the border of European contention for the next decade? Yeah, probably, just because they 
they do have uh, a pretty good owner and they do have a good manager in Brendan Rogers, but I just yeah. don't know. Um, I just don't know if they're going to be able to take that next step. And this year I'm sure will be a disappointment to the fans of the club, but I don't really think it's all that bad if you consider all the shit they had to deal with. Yeah. I mean, they had a long season on multiple fronts there in Europe as well. And I think it's going to be a big transition year contract wise. A majority of their guys have one to two years left. Um, Schmeichel, Vardy, Tillemans being and Johnny Evans all with one year left. Um, and Didi and Madison, Ianacho all with two years left. So um, we're definitely going to see one or two of these guys leave this year. I think Tillemans is a guaranteed to leave. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward who they can bring in. I think Brendan Rodgers is a very calculated guy and knows what he's looking for and can develop young talent. So I think they're I think they're in very good hands moving forward, and I'll agree with you there. They're a pretty much established top ten team in my eyes. Um, okay, we move to seventh, West Ham. You had them spot on in seventh. I had them finishing ninth. Um, <laughs> Record wise, you went eighteen and twenty. I went ten and twenty eight. Um, brought it back there at the end a little bit. Um, you said they won't replicate previous success. They will compete to place in Europa League, which they did. Um, forward position is in question. Um, I as well didn't believe they were going to have success from the previous year. Lack of new signings, um, need to strengthen the forward position, and they had a solid squad, and Moyes is a solid manager. Um, do you think Do you think them finishing in seventh, even after their run in Europe is a bad finish or do you think that's a pretty like do you think Moy should be happy because maybe that's the best they could have done uh I think this was this is pretty much where West Ham at are at um last season I think we were all a little bit surprised with how well they played this season I think they played pretty much right up to where they can they do have a good midfield but they weren't able to um, elicit goals from that midfield like they did last year. Suchek a little bit off the pace this year, I think. Uh, we did see the the true emergence of guys like Declan Rice in the wake of uh, Mikel Antonio sort of stepping back a little bit, not being as effective. But um, this is this is kind of right where, where West Ham are. I feel similarly about them and Leicester City. Uh, similar performances, sort of similar managers, I think, actually. Moyes and, uh, and Rodgers. And if I recall, they're is is Roger Scottish as well? Um, or is he English? I think he's Scottish. I don't think he's English. Um, Brendan Rogers. Let's see. Oh, he's Northern Irish. All right. That's what I was gonna say that, but I wasn't sure. All right, so I'm off there. But I think they're very similar managers. They they get the sort of same results. Uh, we saw. Moyes at, at United, we saw Rodgers at Liverpool. Like it's it's really kind of been a very similar career path for both of them. Um, I think I'd probably give the edge to Rodgers, although he's a little bit just kind of out of it at times. I think Moyes has a, a firmer grasp on what's going on at his club for sure. Um, but I think this was the best that they could have done. I, I, I am a little bit upset that my boy, uh, Mikel Antonio, stepped back towards the end of the season. That's not what he I wanted to see. He had a great year. Yeah, he did. But, but Ten I, goals, eight assists. It, yeah, but that was all. It, it was really a lot at the beginning. 
front heavy. Yeah. It was very front heavy, and I think he he could have had an even better year. Ten goals and eight assists is nothing to scoff at. I mean, that is a great year. You're right. Um, but West Ham could have could have done better here. I would have loved to see them place above United. That would have been fantastic. But if we think about the year United had, they had 58 points. Um, and then think about the year that West Ham had. I, I don't think it's it's totally inconceivable to say that despite what, what the, the table looks like, West Ham had a had a better year because United's was just so disappointing. Yeah, Antonio had six in, a, in his first eight in the league yeah, this year. A couple crazy. assists thrown in. Like so he was crazy. he was he was flying. Um as well, Bowen. Bowen twelve goals, ten assists. His first call to England currently there in camp. Um yeah, I mean, he had a phenomenal year. There's going to be people trying to steal him now. Ben Rama with eight, for Fornell sure. with six. So they have guys that are role players that are contributing goals, c- keeping them in this area of the table. And I think going forward, it's looking very positive if they can keep those core guys. Um, they have a couple guys left on one-year deals. Cresswell, Lanzini, um, Craig Dawson, who stepped up huge this year. Um, very good overall squad together. It's a light squad, but... It's a great unit that works well together. Um, Mark Noble's retiring, and they're letting a couple other guys leave, too, on freeze. So there's a couple spots there that I think they're going to fill in, whether it's with youth talent or if they want to open the wallet and maybe buy one or two squad players. But um, I think they're just missing one big player to push them into a consistent top six team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a fair assessment. Whether it's that or just some striker depth to rotate Antonio, I don't know. Yeah. All right, we move into Man United in sixth. We both thought they would finish third. Um, you went nineteen and nineteen with them. I went sixteen and twenty-two. Hmm. Um, very poor there. Um, like them. Um, these notes are hilarious. Um, defense has improved. Midfield has a lot of questions. Sancho overrated. Forwards are, are as well. Um, forwards are as well good, but not enough to win the league. Um, uh, this t- this team has potential to do something special. Pogba coming off huge Euros. A lot of firepower up front. Varane may have a tough time adjusting to the Prem. And I said best back line in the league. Oh, um, vile. So, that's yeah. a tough one. It really is. Zero gold if. Sixth place. Should have finished seventh, but West Ham fumbled against Brighton. Worst year Man United ever? Yeah, worst. Worst ever. Worst in my uh, memory. And I think statistically, actually, the worst. Um, Point total worst. Goals for, I think, worst. Um, Ronaldo finished with 18 goals. Bruno with 10. After that, it's a big drop-off to um, Greenwood with five, and everybody knows what happened to him. So yeah, he's um, in jail. If he was their third top scorer, um, what do you think about Rashford? Four goals, two assists, had shoulder surgery at the beginning of the year, missed a couple months, made 25 appearances. Um, big let off for him. Not really given a fair shake this season, in my opinion. I think media pretty much smashed him. Uh, he gets smashed because he does so much for the community and, and didn't play much this year. Uh, and I just don't think his confidence levels were anywhere near where they needed to be. I think if you put Marcus Rashford on a team like West Ham or, or even like a team like Newcastle, he would absolutely ball out. 
I would love to see him gain a move away from United. I think his time there is done. He seems to have lost the support that he was once getting there. Uh, he was touted as being one, the next great English striker. Uh, and he, this year, I think, kind of put the put the nail in the coffin and the fact that that won't be happening. Uh, it seems like the, the national team is probably going to start to move on from him as well. I think this was a really bad year and people are really low on him. I'm not. Uh, I, I think that Rashford is an incredibly talented player. He's still very young. He's very good. And he just needs another season to get back into the swing of things. But I do think... Uh, that his time at United is done, and if he wants to rejuvenate his career and get back on pace and and start to uh, enjoy some success, that he's got to leave uh, Manchester. Yeah, um, and they're letting a lot of their dead weight go to Matic yeah. gone, Cavani gone, Pogba today confirmed. Uh, Matic gone. was really good, by the way. The end of the season, he he was fantastic. I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I think just he just like Juan Mata after really his good. Time, had Chelsea, he went to United and just wasn't the same. And yep. now Pogba twice, they've let him go on, let go on freeze. Um, haven't made any money on him. It's crazy. They're but, net um, yeah. minus one hundred in the in the bin with that one. I, I know it's it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and yeah, we're gonna see a couple other guys leave too. Probably Jesse Lingard is potentially the next guy to confirm to be gone. Um, contract wise. Um, Fred's got one year left. De Gea's only got two. Um, trouble there. Rashford has two. Um, there's talks of Jones and Bailly being let go as well this year. So there's going to be a lot of investment into that back line as well as I'm sure in the midfield. I think I think Ten Hag's going to ride potentially with this attack. Um, but I think the defense is going to get a new face this year potentially. So. Um, we'll see if that's the problem. We know Ronaldo bags, regardless of the team. We saw him grab 18 in this team. Um, if they can focus more on the defense this year, he could potentially get 25-plus, uh, which won't be a problem. Um, do you think, one more thing before we move on, do you think Bruno had a hard time working with Ronaldo here? He got, got 10 goals, 6 assists. Um, do you think they just need more time together? Uh maybe but i don't think we're gonna really see they kind of they kind of play in similar areas of the field they try to find those same positions so they kind of overlap at times yeah i just i just don't think that you can have both of them really perform at their max like max potential at the same time you know what i mean yeah um they could definitely play together and obviously we we know they can play together they play together on the international team and i think that they are friendly with each other but um, you you can't expect to get 100% from both of them because Ronaldo is the sort of player where it has to be him. Everything yeah. has to be him. And Bruno, I think, is actually sort of a selfish player too, believe it or not. I know that he gets a lot of assists, but he you also... think Ronaldo should be the captain this year coming up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I don't even think that's a question. Uh, yeah. He's got United in his DNA, and Bruno's only been there for two years. I mean, we have to think about... Uh, the sort of name that Ronaldo's made there, and he has the lifeblood of the club. He scored so many goals this year, uh, being 36 or 37 years old. It's just so insane. He 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 gets plenty of plenty of love from from the media because he is incredible. But um, boy, what what an accomplishment! All right, we move on to fifth. We get into Arsenal now. Um, we both had them finishing sixth, so. 
we pretty much got them one spot on really if you want in Europa yeah, League. Yeah. Um you went twenty three and fifteen predicting them. I went eighteen and twenty, um, which is fair. Comments we had. Um I said they are exclusively focusing on the Prem with no Europe. Respectable finish with business done if they finish sixth. And uh I said they are strong enough to get top six with that squad at the time we had we saw they had. Um, you said it was going to be another average year, improvement from previous year. Um, Saka, the season rides on Saka, which he was the top scorer with 11 goals, and as well, seven assists joint with Lacazette. Um, you also had to say they don't have all the pieces to make that next step yet. Um, we saw that at the end of the year. And then Mikel is not the guy for the future, and you said they aren't better than a top six finish. So. You pretty much hit everything on the head there, really, for their season overall nine months ago. Yeah, I have a little bit more faith in Mikel now, but but yeah, I was I was pretty much that all in there. Only three draws. That's insane. That's is that the lowest amount of draws in the league? Yeah, yeah it is. Tottenham was next with five. Holy fuck, that's crazy. That's feast or famine. That's what that means. Would you rather it be that way? Yeah, I would. I'd rather lose than just take a point. Um, 13 losses, the most in the top six. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. That, that's, that ultimately killed you there. I know. And it's because we lost two down the stretch. We would yeah. have finished above Tottenham 100%. We only needed to win one of those games. We would have finished above them on 72. Uh, either the Southampton game, which was a 1-0 defeat, which was such a bullshit one. That was Fraser Forrester coming becoming like Thor uh, and then the Newcastle one where we just had to send it forward after conceding early in the second half. Uh, we just weren't able to, to get back into it, left us liable at the back. So yeah, I mean, Arsenal played aggressively this year and I think that's how you have to play uh, when you have young guys, when you have the ability to outpace and, and out to, to be more physical than other sides, you have to try and capitalize on it. So I, I I do give Mikel some some credit for sticking to his guns. He he made some personnel decisions that uh, I thought maybe were questionable, but he decided to to send Aubameyang out just a year after he signed that gigantic contract extension. We don't love to see that, but um, to to be the guy to to man up and say, okay, this isn't what we need right now, uh, is is a bold choice, and I respect him for it. I think Arsenal in a fifth place fifth place finish is. Uh, respectable for for the amount of youth they have youngest team in the prem and the all those young guys got at least five goals this year we said yeah. soccer with 11 smith row 10 odegaard seven martinelli six and ketia five and um gabriel your center back got five this year which is a lot for our center back so um a lot of youth are involved in the attack and it's nice to see um nicholas pepe what's the future for him in your mind two years ago club club transfer fee this year, one goal, two assists, five starts, 15 sub-appearances. Is he fitting in this team, or is it time to move on? He's got two years left on his deal. No, nah, he's, he's got to move on, unfortunately. You I, paid 91 million euros for him, it's saying. I know. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy how much we paid for him, but I just don't think that he's uh, he's going to fit into the team in a way that $91 million is worth it. Uh, I think we should try and move him along. I can see him, like, I can see him at Newcastle. I could see him 
at <clears throat> Leicester. Like, these are teams that I can see him fitting in and actually contributing. Even Villa, I think he'd be a great signing for Villa because he is talented. He just hasn't been given the run here because we have so many other young guys that can produce at the same rate and, you know, are weren't didn't one didn't cost 91 million and aren't disappointing and two are are quicker and faster and sharper and they make better decisions so uh i think it's it's probably time to to cut bait on uh on pepe but i do think he's he's still got some gas left i think we just paid too much for him that's all yeah his first year he got five goals six assists second year six goals four assists and now this year one goal and two assists um Oh, he also got 10 and 10 goals in one year as well. Sorry, I missed that one. Um, oh, that was in the Europe. Was that? That's Europa League. He got six. So the one year he had 16 goals for you in his second year. Um, yeah, it's just he doesn't fit into Mikel's plans, it seems like. He, obviously, all the guys we mentioned before are getting all the minutes. Um, Pepe in total got, um, where is he again? 682 minutes while... Um, Saka got 3,000, Odegaard 2,800, Smithrow 2,000, Martinelli 1,800. So these guys are getting three to four times more minutes than he is. So it doesn't seem like he's fitting into the team um, in the future. So um, I don't think you're going to get anywhere near that money you paid for him. I think you guys would be lucky to get 30 for him. So I know. Hopefully you guys don't just let him go on a free um, after two years or whatever. All right, we move on. We're in the top four now. I think we've done good time now. We got through a lot of that. Um, Spurs finished fourth. I had them fifth. Pretty decent. Evan, tenth. Um, First line, they are awful. We'll be without Kane. First thing I wrote down. Um, you said you yeah. said Nuno. You said Nuno will be without Portuguese core, which will hold him back, which it did. Yep. Um, as a unit, well, first game they beat City, which is crazy, but after that it went downhill. Um, as a unit, they don't play as well as clubs around them. Speaking of th- the, obviously the teams that finished around them, um, and then you are still huge on their defense is extremely suspect. Yeah. Um, I said Kane is automatic for 15 to 20 goals. He finished with 17. Correct. And then I said fifth, and I said plus they have Son, who was joint um, top goal scorer this year with 23 with Salah. Um, and I said I was most concerned um, pick with with the manager change and the cultural change, um, which they fixed after Conte came in. He he came in with leading with an iron fist and wanting everything his way like he always does and made Levy have to give a bit, and it showed in the end that they finished top four. So record-wise, you went 19-19. and 19, I went 17-21. and 21. Um, Stat-wise, like I said, Son with 23, Kane 17. After that, it drops off to Kuliskevsky, who had a phenomenal year after joining in January. Five goals, eight assists in 18 appearances. Um, in all competitions, um, is this was this the goal for Tottenham this year back in the Champions League? Yep, and I think they they did a fantastic job. Um, I mean, I'm meeting Crow and Harry Kane, but I really did think he was going to leave. 
yeah, it was it was a tough situation. It was really it was really touch and go, and I really did think he was going to go, but he didn't. He he managed to stay on the pace. It was a qu- sort of a quiet start, but he he really kicked it up in the middle of the season and and finished strong. Same thing with Son. Uh, Son was was awesome this year. He's just really good. He he can play in so many different spots. He's so good with both feet. He's a, both feet, both feet. Um, yeah. he is an elite finisher as well as a fantastic passer of the ball. So, um, I think that those guys responded really well to to Conte coming in. The team in general responded well. He does rule with the an iron an iron fist, but he gets results. There was a couple of disappointments there when he first came in. Uh, and I know he was very disappointed in himself and the way that his players were playing, but ultimately they were able to to really kick it in a high gear, win the games that they needed to win. Uh, the North London Derby was was a gigantic win. I mean, what a fantastic performance that decided the that decided the year for them. Yeah, yeah, it did. And and he's the difference. Conte has so much experience. He is such a good manager, and he does have a lot of really talented players here. He brought in a couple guys who I think are going to be stalwarts in that team. Uh, there were guys there that that had come in under Mourinho and and then Nuno after. Uh, Hoiberg is one that, that comes to mind. I think he's fantastic. He's yep. he's going to continue to develop. Uh, defensively, I, I still think they're suspect. I think Doherty will actually be back on the pace next year. He'll, he'll be better. Uh, this was, was an anomaly year for him, I think. I think he's very talented. He just had a, a serious stinker. So um, if they can retain Lloris, they can improve their defense or at least just get those guys playing better as a unit and really pick a back four. Uh, I think that they could they could be really really good because I don't worry about Kulu, I don't worry about Kane, and I don't worry about Son whatsoever. Yeah, Larice signed a um, three year extension with them oh, yeah. back in back in January, so he'll be there for the long term. Harry Kane, two years left on his deal. Um, let's stir the pot a little bit. Ronaldo leaves next year. Does Harry Kane make the move to United? If they don't win anything this year, no, no, I, I don't think so. I think yeah. I think this year for United and everything that's going on there, I think players are running scared. Genuinely, Th- things are very, very bad there. Right if now. United, if United finish above Spurs and are in the Champions League and look like they're a decent team, Ronaldo leaves and Harry Kane maybe in his mind thinks maybe I'll have a better chance of winning there. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows. Um, yeah, so Kane, two years left on his deal. Lucas, two years. Derek Dyer, two years. A lot of the defenders, only two years left. Um, Sutton with three, so he's in a decent spot for them. Um, so yeah, the core squad's pretty much there. Conte already has brought in Fraser Forster. They brought in Ivan uh, Perisic from Inter, so one of his former players. Um, experienced winger there, so they only bolster. Um, so that pretty much means a couple guys are going to have to leave. I think Bergwijn has come out and said he wants regular regular football, um, so he's probably maybe going to go back to the Dutch league or somewhere else. Um, Lucas could be an interesting one. He's turning into more of a role player since the rise of Kulusevski. Now you bring in Perisic. Uh, Perisic, sorry. I think they still need to make that Parasitch deal permanent. I yeah, think they have a they l- loan loan to buy option. So um, yeah, so it's looking good for Tottenham going forward. Um, now we move top three. We have Chelsea. We both had them finishing second. Um, Record wise, we both went twenty one and seventeen. So decent. Um, 
we believed you said coming off a Champions League um, winners, they were no way going to finish outside the top two. Um, you said they may have your favorite lineup in the league. Timo is one of my one of your favorite forwards over the last decade. Um, Mount isn't getting enough praise, and they have one of the best game plans. Um, I said Lampard team scored more goals than Tuchel. That would be a big question this year. Um, new striker is needed. They brought in Lukaku still. They're in the market for another striker. So maybe I was wrong last week. Maybe Lukaku is going to go back to inner. Um, yeah. Free up some wages for us. Um, I did say Timo and Havertz will have success. Um, if we look at their stats for this year, I would say otherwise. Um, Matt led the team with 11 goals. Havertz had eight. Timo had four. And this is just in the in the league. Um, it doesn't take into account the other competitions, but we're exclusively talking about the Premier League this year. Um, I said Mount has been the number one guy for us, and I said we have depth to compete for the title, which in the end we didn't because we finished 19 points behind um, City, just like um, last year. So we talked about last week um, a mediocre year. We got two cup finals, lost both. Um, we won the Club World Cup, as you mentioned, um, but we pretty much had an identical finish to last year, or not finish, but overall season, where there's still that huge gap from challenging the title. Um, defensively, we have the people. Um, we we I should say we had, because now we're losing Rudiger Christensen, um, losing Alonzo, we're losing a lot of defensive guys that have contributed a lot to the team over the last five to six years. Um, and we still have our issues with our attack. So we're getting a big investment now, new owners. There's going to be a big buy frenzy. I think Kunde's number one priority right now to fix the back line. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of questions right now for the future, but I think we still we're still in the same spot we were last year. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I mean it was weird. This was a weird season because Chelsea were just so far off the pace of Liverpool and City despite I think having a decent season. Um the the Lukaku absence at many points this season I think hurt you guys. I know you seem to think that he's going to be staying. Um, yeah, I'm I'm starting to change that now. Change tune. Oh yeah, I I think the media in general sort of is already no like is already deciding that he'll yeah. be gone. Um, yeah. and I mean whatever, like maybe he will, maybe he won't. But um, Chelsea have the money and also the um caliber of of club to attract other top striker so i'm not i'm not necessarily worried about that i it seems that he's going to be going back on loan that's the word today that he's going to be loaned back to enter so maybe he will maybe you guys could could do a loan bring abraham back yeah get get somebody else from from syria i mean i would i know abraham was bought i I know he's not on loan at at roma but when does that that buyback trigger um i'm not entirely sure but i think they have a short list already for forwards, I think Lewandowski, Sterling. Oh, that would be so crazy. Jonathan David. Um, we talked about that um, guy from Benfica, Darwin Nunes. Yep. Um, 
and also Usman Dembele. Um, oh man! So and that I think I think that's a big one because Tuchel worked with him at Dortmund, just like Pulisic. So I think there are links to some of those guys, but I don't know if Lewandowski's that guy at his age. But at he the is. same time. We're seeing Ronaldo do his things. Zlatan at 40 years old, winning titles still. Um, Benzema, like we're seeing guys in their 30s performing at the top level still. So maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's tough because we haven't had a signature striker since Drogba, Mm -hmm. it seems like. And that was... I know what that's like. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. or maybe I should even say Diego Carlos or Diego Costa. Like we won the league with him. Yeah, he was good, but he wasn't Drogba. But he was still scoring fifteen plus goals. Yeah. we haven't we haven't had a striker like that since him, probably. No, definitely. Um, Giroud came close a few times, but yeah, I don't know. We're just missing that marquee guy up front to help him out, not have to carry the carry all the weight. Um, I mean, Dembele at striker would be the most demonic shit I've ever seen. He's just so injury prone. It's yeah. tough for me to get on that train. He would ruin FIFA forever. Yeah, it would be like a when a ballet striker card would just be just filthy. Yeah, just uh, his body type is crazy enough. Yeah. So we have the options up front. It's just they're. I don't think guys are able. I don't even think it's against the manager. It's just there's so much talent. You want to put them all out there, but you can't. So, um. Guys just aren't getting enough minutes to where they can get some form going. So I don't know. It's very tough. Very tough. Um, we see yeah. guys like Ziek every time he's out there, he's performing. But he only made 14 starts this year in the league. Nine nine um, sub appearances. Pulisic 13 starts. Timo 15 starts. Lukaku 16 starts. Like Havertz is the only forward player, um, as well as Mount, that got 20 plus starts in the league. So. He's rotating those guys so fucking frequently. They don't have any chemistry together, really. It seemed like there was a new front three every two to three games. So, yeah, a lot of questions, but I know they they are willing to spend money. So, And I know Tuchel is the right guy to find the talent he needs and to bring in. So it's a building process. I've seen there are links that N'Golo Conte may be linked to United. Um it seems like when you mentioned Matic before, like after his prime time from Chelsea, he left, went to United, didn't do much. Matta, after his prime, went to United, didn't do much. Um, I'm sure there's somebody else too, I'm forgetting. But we're seeing Angolo Conte have injury issues. He's not able to play as many games as um, he once was. He made 21 starts, five sub appearances this year in the league. Um, He's a quality top guy on the team when he's on the field, but it's just in he he's not frequently out there as much as we'd like. So maybe it is the right time to cash in on him. I don't know, because then we have more of a reason to go get Teclan Rice or somebody like that caliber. Maybe Calvin Phillips. Um who knows? Maybe Tyler Adams. That'd be crazy. Um But yeah, just a lot of questions. I think we can move on. Anything else you wanted to add? No, that's it. Let's move on to Liverpool. All right, top two here. These guys were far and beyond better than everybody else in the league, and it's unfortunate because both of these teams deserve to win the league, um, but they can't, obviously. Um, Liverpool, um, your main thing, need to do more business. They only signed Konat 
Marte, and then it, after the season they brought in Luis Diaz, but they both made incredible impacts. Um, as well, I said minimum transfer activity, <laughs> lack in depth. Uh, Wijnaldum was a big loss. Thiago, not a good signing so far. Uh, United and Chelsea have passed them with depth in certain positions. We couldn't be more off um, no. on all those takes. Um, Record-wise... We both, you went 25 and 13. I went 27 and 11. So they were my best team picking. Um, They went 28 wins, 8 draws, only 2 defeats, 94 goals for, 26 against. um, And they still finished second. Um, Win the FA Cup, win the League Cup, make the Champions League final, lost that, finished second in the league. Is there much more you can ask of Jurgen Klopp? No. He's he's quite literally doing everything you can possibly ask a manager to do. He has created such an unbelievable winning culture and team team culture there in Liverpool. The fans love him. They adore him. They're a loving fan base in general. Um, but he has stepped right in to that gigantic club uh, and restored former glory, and he is truly. I mean, he's he's got to be. Yeah, he is the best manager I think in the world. You're you're having him more over Pep. It's yeah. like a Messi Ronaldo talk. Yeah, you're I taking... mean Pep Pep is a Pep's kind of a fraud, honestly. He 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 is. How? There's there's no reason for him to not have a Champions League. With, he's won with, it with Barca. No, no, he's no, won no. it with Bayern. No, I know with City. I mean. He's kind of a fraud these days. He's won everything else he can besides that. I know, but look at their team. Now, are you saying because Jurgen's won everything you can win at Liverpool in yes, the Premier League? He he's won. He's won the league. He's won the Champions League. He's won the FA Cup. He's won the League Cup. Pep's done all that except the Champions League, and he's been there longer. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I I do love Pep. I think he's also incredible. He's like two, probably two or three, but like we. We have to give Claudius. How many times can they get to? Can they make the distance? But yeah, lose? that's a that's a choking problem. They did choke. They choked hard. They lost to Madrid in the semis this year. They lost to Chelsea in the final last year. Yeah, but um, they lost in like ten, like fifteen minutes. They lost that game. They blew it. Yeah, that's that's catastrophic. I don't know. That's a that's a culture thing. Sure, they won the league. And they. I mean, they won the league four were, times out of the last five years. I know they're they're unbelievable, but if you can't step up in the other competitions, then well, I guess they did, but not they the lost, Champions League. I think they they lost in the FA Cup semis to Liverpool. Yeah, they lost in the League Cup to West Ham, I think, in the quarters or something. Yeah. So I mean, they didn't make it super far in those cups. Oh. Um, well, FA Cup semis, but um, and then other than that, they made it to the Champions League semifinals and then lost. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they they made a good run in all their cups. It's not like it's Liverpool. Liverpool made every single final and yeah. they took the league till the final day. Um, but stats wise for the team, Mo Salah twenty three goals, thirteen assists. Um, first in both categories in the league overall. 
Mane 16 goals, Jota 15 goals. These are the stats you need to win the title. You need three guys that are contributing every single week. Um, and then after that, there's a drop off there. Fabinho and, and um, Firmino, five goals. Um, Diaz in 13 games, four goals, three assists. We know he contributed in the other competitions as well. Um, Contract-wise, we know Mane is potentially leaving this year, whether it's going to Bayern or somewhere else. Um, there's a void they need to fill. Mo Salah, one year left on his current deal. Um, taught, he's already saying he's going to stay for the year, but after that, who knows? Right. Um, Firmino also on a one year left. Who else here? Ox, your boy Ox, oh. Keita. Um, other than that, everybody else has at least two years. So contract wise, they're doing okay. They just signed um, Fabio Carvalho from Fulham. Um, they wanted him in the winter, but now they got him. Um, huge potential there. Klopp said he has. He has an idea for him in the first team. So if he can get in the first team, that means some of those other guys are going to have to go. I mean, my man Ox Chamberlain hasn't had a lick of time this year. Um, so <laughs> yeah. he's probably, he's probably going to make a move to one of the lower teams in the league, whether it's um, West Ham, maybe goes to Villa, who knows. Um, one of those level of teams, maybe Palace. Palace needs some investment in their midfield now that Gallagher's gone. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really think there's much you can really say um, negative about Liverpool going forward. I mean, they, I don't, I don't really know. You scored 94 goals. You only lose two games. Like, other than saying maybe you need to win against City in those games. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Um, that draw to Tottenham was huge towards the end of the year to start of May, that 1 1 draw. Um, I mean, they didn't. There are two losses in the Prem now that I can see. They lost to West Ham in November, three two, and they lost to Leicester one nil in December. Um, that was wild. Other than that, they they got a draw against Chelsea. There, they drew Brighton, City. They tied Brentford in that three three thriller. Uh, they tied Chelsea twice. Yeah, they tied City twice and then they tried tied Chelsea twice. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's very hip- it's very critical to say, oh, they should have done this in this game. But yeah, I don't know. Um, and then pretty much same thing. We moved to City, finished first. We both predicted them in first. Um, Record wise, you went twenty six and twelve. I went also twenty six and twelve. Um. All we had to say was, um, you said they're not stopping anytime soon. Um, They will have a run of dominance. Like we said, two in a row now. Um, I don't remember the last time somebody won three in a row. Maybe it was United, I think. That would probably be my guess. Um, You said they have money. They have a top manager, top players, and a great culture. Um, All I had to say was they are missing a number nine. I said next year they will be in contention for Holland. They secured Holland. Um, and I said Mars will be a threat to watch out for. He had 11 goals and five assists in a team that we know is pretty fluent up front. Guys play all across the whole front line. Yep. De, Bru- De Bruyne led the team with 15, Sterling 13, and then, like I said, Mars 11. Foden 9, Silva 8, Jesus 8, Godinou on 8, Rodri, a holding mid, had 7. Crazy. 
Um, I guess on a on a player thing, we talked about Grealish making a big money move, most expensive English player. Three goals, three assists. Um, he has said in interviews after, like um, he was worried about losing the ball because Pep's a ball-focused guy. He's more worried about you keeping the ball and doing anything too crazy. So maybe in his own mind, he was holding back a little bit to stay in good favor with the manager. Do you think it was a good year for him? Maybe just to get integrated into the team? For Mares? Jack Grealish. Oh, for Grealish. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Um. Yeah, I mean, in a team like City, there's just so much depth that you're you're not going to make that. I mean, unless you come in and score 25 goals, like you're not going to make or have the same sort of impact you're going to have at a smaller club like like he came up in. Um, the reason we all know Jack Grealish's name, I think, is because his legs are big. I don't really think he's that that unbelievable of a footballer. I think he's just. He's just solid. They they overpaid. We we know that. Um, it's it the it's, the English fee. It's the English tax, the English fee, whatever you want to call it, um, which is fine. I I understand that that's just part of uh part of business these days in the prem, but um yeah, just a fine fine season. I I don't think that he's a world beater. He's not George Best, you know. He, he's not an unbelievable winger who has ins. He's quick, but. He's not he's not that good. He plays with the ball a little bit too much, I think. I don't think he finishes that greatly. Um I just think Grillish is sort of an average winger. I if if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably take Sterling over him. Uh right. I know Sterling's stats were more impressive this year, but he's not on the same sort of wages as Grillish. He's um he gets paid well, but he, he didn't cost as much as Grillish. Uh and I think Sterling's a better player and he's older, so uh, I think this was just a bang average season for Jack, and we'll see we'll see what happens when some of these other guys start start to transition out, because I think Mares is is older. Uh, they can't keep him forever. Bernardo Silva, uh, we saw, you know, him have a a pretty solid season as well. But another guy that they're probably not going to be able to keep forever. Um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe Jack Grealish will step up. Maybe it'll move him centrally. He won't play on the wing. I don't know. I'd like to see him play um, sort of towards the center, maybe as an attacking mid, but but said he don't really do that. So, Yeah, Sterling and uh, Grealish are on the same wages. It's sad. Around 375 grand a week. Right. Um, Contract-wise, they have a couple issues there. Sterling, Mares, Gunduan, uh, and Jesus, all one year left on their deals. We know Jesus wants to leave. Sterling potentially maybe, um, Gundogan I think maybe on the outs, um, Zinchenko two years left. He's been linked with a couple moves, um, as well. Phil Foden two years left on his current deal. He's still getting paid, um, like a rookie contract if you want to make a comparison. So he's going to get paid out big time with his next deal. Um, so they have links currently with Calvin Phillips to fill that holding mid role. And then, uh, Mark Cucurella at left back, left wing back from Brighton. So, um those guys both had great years um but yeah um other than that um any last notes you want to touch on from the year maybe oh i mean that's no. that's i think we've been pretty comprehensive yeah um next I think, next week i think we'll probably do our our award show i think maybe we'll be able to get a little bit more uh into individual performances and that that should be entertaining 
Yeah, another week we can squeeze out some more content from yeah. the year, and yep. we'll go from there. But I think to closing notes, I think we both have some uh, positive outlooks and a lot of questions about our clubs that maybe we can improve on because it's such a big gap there the past couple of years from our teams to those top clubs. So, um, so yeah, we'll go from there. Who knows? It's it's going to be a crazy summer though in the market. Everything's. I'm always on Twitter every day looking at Fabrizio and all those other big guys yep. looking to see what's up. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, check out us. Oh, check us out on socials at post 20 pod. Um, follow us on our streaming platforms other than SoundCloud here. We have Spotify and Apple podcasts all over there. You can check us out if you prefer those plat prefer those platforms. Um, other than that, um thank you guys again for listening and uh we'll see you next time yep see you guys